We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and Bible study for April 9th, 2017. The next report, continuing on, <clears throat> is entitled, You're Crazy to Believe Everything the Mainstream Media Tells You About the Syrian Crisis. And let's go ahead and roll uh, this video here. There is absolutely no way that our government, the rulers of our government, the government-controlled media conglomerates, or the arms contractors are in collusion to make money off the backs of shocked and appalled American taxpayers, or the bodies of dead Syrians, for that matter. And it's a good thing, too. Could you imagine how bad the world would be if the pockets of political leaders and media prostitutes were stuffed with dollars earned from war profiteering? Why, they might be inclined to, I don't know, start making things up or staging events in order to create helpful waves of national indignation. So they're showing that same contrived scene of these white hat guys that are actually connected to the terrorists, the Muslim terrorists over there, in this staged, contrived scene of uh, where they're like not moving. It's almost like a big photo op, you know, which it could truly, totally be a totally staged thing. It, it looks very staged which would empower globalists to continue reigning expensive military... It's like the guy has one hand on a rock that's laying on the guy's leg and he's just sitting there. Like, oh, wow, take a picture of me while I have my hand on this rock on the guy's leg and I'm just going to sit here and pose for the cameras. This is total garbage. Very ...hardware over Middle Eastern desert communities. But we know that's not true. There's no collusion between arms dealers, oh, sorry, weapon system contractors, politicians, or the trusted, award-winning journalists of media. Go into greater detail. We see these beautiful pictures at night from the decks of these two U.S. Navy vessels in the eastern Mediterranean. I am tempted to quote the great Leonard Cohen. I'm guided by the beauty of our weapons. Um, and they are beautiful pictures. Of so Brian Williams hails the beauty of the weapon of death. I mean, what kind of sick garbage is this? Uh, of fearsome armaments making what is for them a brief flight over to this airfield. This idea of follow the money is probably bogus anyway. Let's just assign that the category of... So understand, this whole video is based on sarcasm. Nothing to see here. So for all you who dine routinely at the table of mainstream media... Okay, so here we have a, a graphic. M1 a Abrams tank. Cost to taxpayers, six million. Iraqi army that abandons the M1 tank to the ISIL forces. Cost to the U.S. taxpayers, 25 billion. Uh, F-16 fighters sent to destroy M1 tank. Cost to the U.S. taxpayers, 18 million. Missile to blow up the captured M1 tank. Cost to the taxpayers, $20,000 per missile. New tanks for the Iraqi army. Cost to the U.S. taxpayers, billions and billions. Perpetual war in the Middle East, priceless. As you digest their prepackaged delicacies, this short video is for you. Because it comes straight from the trusted mainstream source, CNN Money. Raytheon, the company that makes the Tomahawk missiles used in the airstrikes on Syria by the United States, is rising in early stock trading Friday. Investors seem to be betting President Trump's decision to retaliate against Syria after the chemical attack on Syrian citizens earlier this week may mean the Pentagon will need more tomahawks.
The Department of Defense asked for $2 billion over five years to buy 4,000 Tomahawks for the U.S. Navy in its fiscal 2017 budget last February. Nearly five dozen Tomahawk cruise missiles were launched at military bases in Syria from U.S. warships in the Mediterranean Sea late Thursday. Raytheon wasn't the only defense stock rising Friday either. Lockheed Martin, which partners with Raytheon on the Javelin missile launcher system and also makes Hellfire missiles, gained nearly 1%. Defense stocks General Dynamics and Northrop Grumman also rallied Friday, a day when the broader market was flat due to a mixed U.S. jobs report. It's unclear whether President Trump and his defense secretary, James Mattis, will ask for a lot more money for Tomahawks once they officially submit a fiscal 2018 budget request. But Trump said in his preliminary budget blueprint last month that a broader increase in defense spending was needed. A sizable chunk of that was earmarked for upgrading warships, fighter planes, and missiles. And Republican Senator John McCain, who's also chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee, said in a proposed defense budget that he published in late January, that it was critical to invest even more on advanced missile technology. So it should come as no surprise that defense stocks are among the top performers on Wall Street, not just on Friday, but for all of this year. The Spider S&P Aerospace and Defense ETF, XAR, has outperformed the S&P 500 so far this year. And shares of Boeing are up 14%, making it the second best stock in the Dow trailing only Apple. So don't worry, America. Rest easy, world. Our constitutional republic is built on trust and a staunch faithfulness to justice. There's no collusion, warmongering, or profiteering. There's no media meddling or doctored narratives steering the public opinion to gain an insatiable desire to clamor about and beg their benevolent rulers for more war. There's no possible way that our trustworthy, morally superior politicians could ever do anything but the right thing. So there's a whole other angle that I haven't presented that is very, very much in play as well. Now here we're going to go to the next one. Red alert, escalation, U.S. media calls for war with Russia. False flag attack has happened and it's maneuvering us toward World War III, much to the globalist delight. So we'll go ahead and roll this one. All weekend long, it's going to be in your face that Russia did it. Russia did it. Russia killed babies now. All right, we're back live. It's 3 to 5. It's actually 5 o'clock right now, but we're going to keep going. And guess who's on the phone? Alex Jones. Alex, can you hear me? Absolutely, my friend. I've got really grave news for everybody. I, I could see why Trump wanted to look strong to the communist Chinese dictator. It was arriving last night. I could see why Trump could believe that maybe Syria launched a chemical attack, even though the Al-Qaeda slash Al-Nazra ISIS rebels have been caught doing it multiple times before. I could see taking out a stockpile of supposed chemical weapons because Assad had agreed to do that four years ago if the U.S. military worked with the Russians to take out Al-Qaeda and ISIS so they didn't take over the country, something Hillary and Obama had been backing, as well as John McCain. But now... Less than 24 hours in, well, what are we, about 22 hours in right now from what happened yesterday, our worst fears are coming true. 
the official mouthpiece of the globalists is undoubtedly CNN. MSNBC is the domestic mouthpiece, but CNN is the globalist mouthpiece. Internationally, headline: Did Russia try to destroy evidence? <laughs> U.S. investigates a possible Russian role in chemical attack in Syria, and it just goes on and on and on. Where we have U.S. warned Syria is prepared to do more. We've got the Russian warships uh, moving in, blocking it, because again, they've got major ties with Syria for 50 years. They're very close to Russia. They have gas pipelines coming in. <clears throat> I go back four years ago when our own military said, no, we're not back in Al-Qaeda, and basically welcomed Russia in to help them take out ISIS. And now you made the point earlier during this live broadcast that could this be a setup, how they invited Russia in, and are now basically less than 20-plus hours later going from no evidence that Syria launched a chemical attack. Looks like they blew up a chemical weapons depot that we know the ISIS people have had. We know Hillary, admittedly, that's Cy Hirsch, mainstream news. New Yorker magazine transferred those weapons to them, the rebels, not not, not uh, Syria, who was winning the civil war, mm-hmm. who was pushing them out of the country into Iraq with our military's help. So they had no motive, as Ron Paul said a few days ago. But now, undoubtedly, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, they're all pushing for war, war with Russia, which is completely uh, insane. So our worst fears and the fears of Paul Joseph Watson and myself and Ron Paul and Rand Paul and you and McGreen and the rest of the crew uh, is now coming out. Yeah, and the liberals are all up and they're all lockstep with this narrative. Did they have any, did, were they involved? Is there any evidence? They're never going to show us any evidence, but suddenly it'll come back and it'll say, well, we're highly confident that the Russians helped. Got to bomb the Russians now, Trump. I didn't mute that part out. You going to listen to us, Trump? We were right about the other ones of the dead babies. And that's how they're going to do it, Jones. This is sickening watching this happen that's in right. real time. Exactly. Just like the dead babies, the incubators, 1990, all confirmed to be a PR firm, all confirmed mainstream news, CBS, ABC, to be fake. But they didn't tell you it was fake at the time. It took them five years. So then it was a PR firm, a trained actress, yeah. never even been at the late. And here's the Fox News headline, Russian warships. Russian warships steam towards U.S. destroyers that launched Syrian airstrikes, uh, say that they will uh, shoot down the missiles that are fired. So again, ladies and gentlemen, this is how they do it. They tell Trump, you'll look strong. We'll say you're not a Russian agent if you do this. And now we don't have thermal nuclear war and kill everyone on Earth. We're all Russian agents. Meanwhile, Susan Rice, Hillary Clinton, the Podesta brothers, they are all on the Russian payroll, the communist Chinese payroll. This is just so sick. And it's a bunch of egomaniac, crazy people that get off on the threat of World War III that so many analysts say is serious. So here's your headline. I want to step out this piece of this live transmission. I put it on Facebook, put it on YouTube with our great crew and get it out to all the great listeners because this is so critical. Syrian conflict escalating towards full-out war with Russia. Or the headline, uh, U.S. media calls for open war. U.S. media calls for war with Russia. Syria spirals out of control. Less than 24 hours later, we were looking at every angle, not rushing to judgment, not wanting to jump on Trump about this. But I got to tell you, it's not that Trump's the problem. It's the scum that surrounds him, the mentally ill demons that have set up. Uh, That remains to be seen. Uh, Again, I'm not giving him a free pass on this, especially in light of what we're going to be looking at after this. Al-Qaeda set up ISIS, our own government under the Clintons, and then again under Bush, and then again under Obama, 
uh, accelerating the whole Middle East being turned over to these people and the whole Arab Spring and all of it. And now they want to take out that Christian country. They want to take them out and they want to open up the, Europe as a globalist plan to bring in even more Muslims and then make us submit to them, just like we saw the Stockholm attack today. This planet has Stockholm Syndrome to the New World Order. Stockholm. There's another angle, bringing in more Muslims from Syria, having that be a gateway into Turkey, a free gateway, if we can take over and destabilize the country and insert uh, whatever the New World Order wants as far as a puppet dictator, get Assad out of there we can have the free flow of more the most radical elements of Islam coming through there into Turkey, into Europe. That's another angle why they want to do this. Stockholm Syndrome to the globalist, Stockholm Syndrome to the Islamists. And the good news is the world's awakening to globalism. They may have a bunch of zombies drinking the Kool-Aid, but it's coming to an end. But I can feel the energy level. I have been crazed all day because the world is in danger. When I go to sleep tonight, I am legitimately worried about dying in my sleep when 50 megaton bombs detonate over my house. Crazy governments have gone to war and tens of millions died per war last century. 50-something million died in World War II. And now we're sitting here again believing nuclear war is impossible when every top analyst says we're the closest to it we've ever been. And that's why I'm upset by the decadence and the left wanting war and the right wing wanting war. And then the populace that just want a future for our kids, we're called the extremists. Yeah, and Alex, all these wars started with a false flag. Every single one of them. World War II, false flag. Vietnam War, false flag. Korean War, false flag. It's all false like the Gulf Gulf War one, Gulf War two. It's all about deceiving the people to get them to fight with each other. And I don't know why people can't see this. And this is not the Cold War. This is not the Soviet Union. Donald Trump said he wanted to work with the Russians to help defeat ISIS. And we're seeing a complete turnaround right now. Now ISIS is gonna get to run around scot free. Yeah. That's right. And ISIS is endorsing what happened. I'll make this key point. Yeah. This is so important that you guys jump back in and I'm going to go off here and you take more calls. This snippet needs to be put up right now as soon as we can. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, our InfoWars crew is overworked, working as hard as we can, trying to expand the operation in the face of the globalists because everything you do, everything we do right now is so critical. Our government at the highest levels allied with radical Islam. Trump claims he wants to stop that. Trump claims he wants peace. But he's been bullied and positioned into this. And now you see it's not just one strike. They want full-out war, and they want war with Russia. This is the mental illness we're facing. So we have to get this information out to everybody. We have to point out that, again, this is not making our world safer. It's making it more unstable. And i got to say, Ron Paul, Paul Watson, everybody that came out of the gate said this was a horrible idea. I said it was a horrible idea two days ago before it happened. I just try to be, you know, analyze what's happening. But bottom line, this is only turning to crap. This is, this, this is unraveling so incredibly quick. Uh, and I understand it's all a big stunt to basically show off to the communist Chinese how powerful we are. Uh, but there's not going to be a planet of nuclear war with the Russians kicks off. So uh, that's what's happening. This is escalating. And our MSM is now calling for war with Russia and trying to claim they launched chemical attacks when it's our own elite on record that started the Arab Spring and started the overthrow of Syria, just like they did the elected government of Ukraine. And they're the ones that are to blame for all of it, the New World Order, the whole nine yards. We'll obviously have live events this weekend and right through Sunday. Everybody out there needs to spread the word because I've gone from saying let's wait and see on this for the first 20-something hours to now seeing all the major news channels 
saying, let's go to war with Russia. These people are insane, and they must be stopped. Back to the live crew. All right, thank you. That was Alex Jones calling in. Wild horses can't drag him away, folks. He is legitimately concerned about what's going on. He's legitimately pissed off watching, because we know it's a bunch of BS of the Syrian attack. We know it's total horse manure that Assad bombed his people. And they're trying to now say it's the Russians. Now you got CNN, and they're going to put this out all weekend. Absolutely. All weekend long, this it's going to be in new, your face that Russia did it. Russia did it. Russia killed babies now. Yep. What are you going to do about it? You going to get on the Trump train? You going to go back? You going to get on McCain and Lindsey Graham and Fareed Zarkaya and everybody else that wants to go bomb Russia and have a war with Russia? That'll make everything great, won't it? Based on a lie. All based on a lie. Okay, so we have that. That's another angle. And here's another one. And I'm, I'm trying to do this so you have as much confirmation on this as you could possibly have. Hi, this is Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show, and we're the show that's freeing America. One enslaved mind at a time, and we've got a lot of unfreeing to do. And hopefully we can reach multiple minds because the situation is grim, it's critical, and Americans need to forget our petty differences and begin to unite in mass because what's happening in Syria is going to be coming here. That'll be another topic for another time. But in the interim, I'd like to discuss with you what's happened with President Trump. I still have a fond affection for the man because I know he didn't lie through the campaign. But somehow, I believe the forces of evil have gotten to Donald Trump in forcing him to act like a neocon. Yes, I know no one makes you do anything in life, but we don't know all the circumstances. But there are advantages to him becoming a neocon. Now, a neocon is someone that wishes to push the American empire on people. We are preparing to invade Syria as a prelude to invading Iran. This was the plan in 2013 when Obama failed in part because members of the independent media pushed back and exposed the chemical weapons attack in Syria as a false flag by the CIA through their al-Qaeda operatives. Well, here we are four years later with the same exact scenario. The one thing that you should notice about the globalists is they repeat the same playbook plays all the time. They don't vary often. And I remember hearing Alex Jones say at one point, I know what the globalists are going to do next because I got their playbook. Alex, I know exactly what you meant because I feel the same way. Anyone who works in this long enough can really begin to predict what's coming next. Now, does Donald Trump benefit from his actions with this unwarranted attack which honored a false flag event in Syria? Yes. Have you noticed what's happened in the media? <clears throat> it's crickets chirping. We're not hearing this this campaign member of Trump talked to a Russian. This person chew Russian bubblegum. Uh, Donald Trump is the errand boy for Vladimir Putin. We're not hearing this stuff in the media. The last three days, the media has totally backed off of Donald Trump. And we're looking at a situation now where the media is supporting him. Another advantage to becoming a neocon, the world leaders who are su supporting the growth of globalism and the New World Order 
are also praising Donald Trump. Isn't that interesting? The world leaders are the ones criticized him. Nancy Pelosi, John McCain, the loony McCain, praising Donald Trump for his actions. There are some advantages there. Trump has become, has gone from becoming the most vilified president in the first hundred days to where now he's receiving very solid support. And it's unfortunate for him that this uh, binge into being a neocon overshadowed the fact that Gorsuch was confirmed and Trump won a big victory, but it's dwarfed by what's going on inside of Syria. Syria has so many other geopolitical implications. We're going to cover those in another broadcast. But Donald Trump is enjoying the benefits of being a neocon. He has now managed to coalesce the globalist forces, the deep state, and the intelligence community that exists on the surface, and they all support him. Life is good for Donald being a neocon. It's not going to be good for your children when they're drafted to fight and become slaughterhouse meat in the next war. Well, that's it for the Common Sense Show. Thanks so much for joining Okay, so we have Dave Hodge's take on that. Uh, here's the next one. Is Donald Trump now paying his penance to the Rothschilds? Okay, so this is a very interesting, also another very, very interesting look at this. And some information I wasn't fully aware of. From right-wing news. Your Newswire reports that the Rothschilds brought out Donald Trump decades ago. And now he's just repaying the debts that he owes them. Interesting. It's not the first time I've heard that. Uh, there's a little bit more substance to these claims than I've heard in the past. Still not a lot, but a good amount. The author writes, you know, the author writes, <laughs> let that sink in. Make no mistake, the U.S. presidential election was rigged. We know that. Even before the first ballot was cast. Rothschilds were up to their old tricks, funding both sides of the war. In order to fuel chaos, drive maximum profit, ensure they retain ultimate influence, regardless of, you know, who emerges in the new world order. It's nothing they haven't been doing for the last three, four hundred years. So it says, everybody knows Hillary Clinton was the establishment's candidate of choice, backed by the Rothschilds and the new world order. But what is less known is that Donald Trump is also a Rothschild creation and actor, playing a part in a great sham that is the new world order's fake politics, designed to keep control of the people, in this supposedly democratic society. And there's a couple interesting tweets. Uh, one from Laura Ingram. <laughs> of course, McCain's happy. Missiles are flying. Uh, Paul Joseph Watson saying that, you know, if there's one area... So Laura Ingram says missiles flying. Rubio's happy. McCain's ecstatic. Hillary's on board. A complete policy change in 48 hours. And Laura Ingram is like... I've heard her. She's like very, very pro-Trump. But again, she's pointing out a complete policy... 180 degree change in 48 hour period um hey trump's gonna screw up it's gonna be his foreign policy don't know that I so that's paul joseph watson one area that if and he, he had predicted this one area that he would mess up it would be foreign policy half of his advisors are cfr globalists council on foreign relations and that swamp was not drained and these are people he's put around him so you have to ask yourself the question, is he that naive? Is he that, I don't know, uneducated? I'm trying to be nice here. 
where he would surround himself by sharks, by people that are clearly in the Illuminati, that have the Illuminati agenda in the forefront of their thought patterns. CFR, Council of Foreign Relations. Okay, uh, an organization that is all about implementing the New World Order agenda. He surrounded himself with them, and that's just one aspect of it. So, you know, it does not look like he is innocent at all regarding that. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't look good. I disagree there. Uh, although, he brings up an interesting point, and you know, some of you may know this, some of you may not. Um, when he talks about the CFR, uh, Council on Foreign Relations, for those that, that are not aware, and there's many that aren't, so forgive me those who are. Uh, to anyone who's not aware of what the Council on Foreign Relations is, let me give you the 30-second the uh, Cliff Notes version. Essentially, I want to say the year was 1912, 1914, something like that. Uh, it was J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, in conjunction with the Rockefeller was there, there was a Warburg there, and I want to say one of the other big, from the 13 big families was there, uh, formed a front group that essentially was tasked with Figuring out, and this was a, a J.P. Morgan venture, figure out how many newspapers they would need to buy, they being you know, the elite families of the world, uh, in order to control the entire narrative in the United States. It was determined that they needed to buy 25 papers. They bought those papers, instituted you know, policies in place in order to basically run the narrative. Here we are, you know, 100 years later in this past election. And see, back then, they didn't have to worry about, you know, the mainstream television type thing. If you bought the newspapers, you're going to control the narrative. You're going to control the news outflow. And that's why they targeted newspapers back in that time period. And I think we saw the, the culmination of 100 years of work at that. Uh, that group, uh, which... Had its first president was J.P. Morgan's attorney, if I recall correctly, uh, came to call itself the Council on Foreign Relations. So uh, it is very concerning that a guy who ran, that guy being Trump, you know, on such an anti-globalist platform, has guys like Munchen, uh, Soros Puppet, and uh, many other CFR, Council on Foreign Relations, people in his cabinet, some of which are war hawks. Again, he's not supposed to be a war hawk. So there's, there's a lot of contradictory information out there, and a lot of the, what I call Trumpettes, the most ignorant of them all, particularly the one that put in the comments, you should just do whatever your president says. Because that's worked out so well in history when people just find, follow blindly and don't ask questions. <laughs> well, that's never led to anything bad, right? <laughs> Whoever that person was, I suggest you might want to pick up a history book. Uh, Unbelievable, some folks. Uh, Paul Joseph Watson says, never been more disappointed to be right. Can't say I'm, uh, I'm not right there with you. Now, again, because that he had predicted that if there was one area that he was really going to mess up bad, it was going to be foreign policy. And that's why he said, I've never been more disappointed to be right. On that particular issue, anyway. During the election, uh, political analysts said that Trump's tilt for the presidency had been 30 years in the making, going all the way back to when members of the Rothschild family saved him from bankruptcy and took him under their wing. 
I don't have anything to, to quantify that, and there's certainly nothing provided here, uh, but it is interesting perspective. Uh, they recognize his potential as a man of use and as a colorful front man for a secretive organization that remains unnamed uh, that prefers to keep itself in the shadows. So, the, you know, this is almost as, as quality of writing as the Washington Post, but, you know, at the same time, these days just about anything is possible. Uh, so it's worth at least considering and putting forth for you to uh, consider in your calculus as far as what may be going on. Because if there's anything that we do, we can all agree on, it's that the mainstream media is lying. <laughs> Whether they're, they're just outright lying or telling us that much of the truth, they're lying. But it talks about how Trump built his wealth. Uh, and interestingly enough, you know, how a lot of it began with, and I'm sure this can be documented, Resorts International, which was a CIA front uh, for some time, and then ultimately was turned over to Meyer Lansky, mobster, uh, Rosenbaum. I don't know if he's going to read this paragraph, but it says, In 1987, Donald Trump purchased his first casino interest when he acquired 93% of the shares in this Resorts International. Resorts International has a sordid history which began in the early 1950s when it was involved in a CIA and Mossad. Now remember that, Mossad, just Israeli intelligence, the main Israeli intelligence apparatus, front company, which had been established for the purpose of money laundering, now this is Resorts International, of money laundering the profits from drug trafficking, gambling, and other illegal activities. Okay, so in 1987, Donald Trump purchased his first casino interest when he acquired 93% of the shares in this resort's international. So this sounds really, really, really bad to me. Hitchcock, David Rockefeller, and one Rothschild. So these were, these were the principal investors in Resorts International. Uh, this is from the Spotlight newspaper, October 30th, 1970. The principal investors initially were Meyer Lansky, huge, huge uh, mob guy, uh, Tibor Rosenbaum, William Mellon Hitchcock, David Rockefeller, and one Baron Edmund D. Rothschild. High-level Illuminati. Um, I know for, for certain Rockefeller, Rothschild, and Lansky all in that synagogue of Satan, Jew-type group. Now, I'm not calling all Jews synagogue of Satan. I'm saying the Bible talks about in Revelation that they call themselves Jews, but they're of the synagogue of Satan. These are These are like people of the Kabbalist, of the um, Christ-hating, evil Jewish sects that practice the Kabbalah and are typically high-level occultists. Certainly some interesting connections there. And I'm sure there's a paper trail for all of that. So, uh, again, just definitely things to keep in mind. I'm not saying he is a globalist puppet. I'm certainly not saying he's not. I'm saying that, uh, again, as an attorney, I like to get as many facts as I can, and not jump on the first story. It says here, in 1987, upon the death of longtime CIA frontman James Crosby, the nominal head of Resorts International, up-and-coming young real estate, real estate tycoon Donald Trump stepped in to the picture and bought up Crosby's interest in the gambling empire. Um, Trump soon became a household name, and his colorful personality and his insistence upon naming a variety of luxury hotels, apartment houses, and other commercial ventures after himself. But while the name Trump appeared in the headlines, the names of the real movers behind the Resorts International, being Rockefeller and Rothschild, remained hidden from public view. This is how they always do things. 
They don't ever want to be the front man, typically. They want, it, they want to be behind the scenes. They want to be the puppet master behind the scenes. And then it says, after quickly expanding the reach of Resorts International to Atlantic City in the final years of the 1980s, Donald Trump found himself in a financial trouble as the real estate market in New York tanked. The three casinos in Atlantic City, like other Trump assets, were under threat from lenders. It was only with the assistance of the assurance of Wilbur L. Ross Jr., Senior Managing Director of the Rothschild, Inc., that Trump was allowed to keep the casinos and rebuild his threatened empire. I mean, these, these guys, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, money's no object. They create it out of thin air. Okay, they, they literally decide the price of gold and silver every day, the Rothschilds in, in um, London. So they've been controlling the banking empire since, what is it, the 1700s? The Rothschilds alone? So they cr can create money out of thin air, especially when you have fiat currency, that you just print money out of thin air with no real metal backing it, and they could easily get Donald Trump out of whatever mess he was in because they have that power. But this definitely raises some interesting questions. It says, after quickly expanding the reach of resorts and international to Atlantic City in the final years of the 80s, Trump found himself once again in financial trouble, which most of us are familiar with. Uh, the three casinos in Atlantic City, like other Trump assets, were under threat from lenders. So it was only with uh, the assurances of Wilbur Ross, who happens to be the senior managing director of Rothschild Inc. Very interesting note there. Uh, same, as it mentions here, Wilbur Ross, that is still Jacob Rothschild's right-hand man. And came out very much in vocal support of Trump in March of 2016, I do recall that. So, uh, other things that are worthy of note here, as far as how this all relates to what we're seeing... Um, and another move to fill out his economic team, we know that Steve Munchen is Treasury, Treasury Secretary, also former Goldman Sachs boy, also former uh, George Soros puppet. So, a lot of the same infected crowd. And again, I'm speaking mainly to the, the Trumpettes that think the man can do no wrong. There is a lot of evil surrounding that man. I'm not saying that he's part of it, but it's something that uh, some of you may want to... So, I mean, he's skipping over a lot of stuff here. Uh, Wilbur Ross, still Jacob Rothschild's right-hand man, came out in support of Donald Trump. Um, and he is currently Donald Trump's Secretary of Commerce. Uh, oh, boy. This is the Rothschild's right-hand man. And he, now he's, he's Donald Trump's Secretary of Commerce. That's really, really bad. Uh, Trump nominated, also nominated Steve Munchen to be a sec Treasury Secretary. That is the same Steve Munchen who spent 17 years working at Goldman Sachs, an investment firm that has produced multiple Secretaries of Treasury before taking the helm of Trump's fundraising operation this year. Munchen also worked with the man who broke the Bank of England, billionaire globalist George Soros, hired him in 2003 to start a new business, Dune Capital, which focused on the buying of risky debt. If the links aren't obvious enough, consider the fact that Jacob Rothschild's son, Nate Rothschild, even dated Ivanka Trump. Oh, man, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Open your eyes, too. Both candidates in the election were controlled by the globalist powers that be. Not so sure on that, but... Uh, yeah, Hillary Clinton sacrificing chickens and pegging in emails to pay her penance to the Rothschilds. Meanwhile, Trump appears to have been bought long ago. He was made by the, the Rothschilds. He's paying his penance by appointing senior Rothschild men to keep posts in his administration 
and is now playing the globalist game. Well, So all the stuff about how he got in there and apparently started making these horrific choices right off the bat regarding who he was surrounding himself with, who he was putting in his cabinet, all of that wasn't because he was stupid. It was because it was payback time. All of that appears to be by design because the people that he's giving these posts to have deep ties to him going way back and they're tied to the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds which are basically synonymous with Satan incarnate. There's one thing that can be said, he's definitely playing a globalist game right now. Uh, one that is very scary and that was I guess the other point that I alluded to earlier today where I, potentially that was one of the ones where somebody referred to me as a sellout. And, uh, call me a sellout all you like, I, I prefer the, the scenarios where nobody dies, uh, American or, or otherwise. Call me old-fashioned that way. Uh, I'm not against it. Certainly not against war. Uh, not even within this country, if need be. Uh, but at the same time, when there are opportunities to avoid and, and think, I think they're certainly the more prudent way to go, more often than not. Either way, very correctly points out that American citizens didn't really have a choice in this election. The New World Order had been working behind the scenes for decades, creating the actors that played the roles. Uh, it's also been hypothesized by many that uh, one of the reasons that they selected Trump was to oversee the, the bankrupting of the United States of America. He's, there's probably no better person on the planet Earth uh, equipped to do it than him. Uh, so there's certainly an argument to be made there. So really Okay, so along those lines, I've heard theories out there, which would make sense. If he did get in, um, one of the ways that he could be used would be the bankrupting of America, meaning, okay, you conservatives, you Christians, you pro-Second Amendment people, all you people that voted for Trump, we're going to give you, you got what you wanted. Then they pull the plug on the fiat currency. They launch multiple terror attacks. They collapse the economy. They they launch all kind of plagues. They green light all the Muslim terror cells on our soul. They green light La Raza. They do all of these things that they could do that we have talked about over and over again. They 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 blow a whole bunch of dams. They create all kind of weather warfare. They they create earthquakes. Let's say they do all at once and they blame it all on Trump. As opposed to doing it while Obama was in office or even Hillary was in office where they could we could say look look what they got us look what Hillary got us look what Obama got us no they can blame the the golden boy of the conservative movement that had probably a larger um outpouring of support than any president that that I've known in my lifetime and I'm saying that because I believe a ton of what the support base that he had was absolutely suppressed uh, as far as the true numbers about you know the voting and things of this nature. We discussed that quite a bit. And they could blame it on Trump. So that would be another angle to consider. Hard to tell exactly what's going on. I, I think we're going to know sooner before later. One thing that I will mention before closing that uh, I'm not hearing anything about in the news, which... I would encourage each of you to look into. I've done a couple of videos and posts on it, and that is um, even Trump's own officials have more or less conceded to the fact that better chance of Frosty the Snowman hanging out in hell for a week on a vacation than we are of getting a, a new funding resolution passed before April 28th. There's only 
five, six, seven legislative days between now and then. If I don't think there's that many, maybe five or six. So that means government's going to shut down. And with that, probably going to see a lot of economic turmoil. And that's where I think maybe some of these questions will start to get answered as some of these risque people will uh, begin to show their true colors. Either way, it's still uh, very early to tell. Still a lot of cards left to play. Still only not even 90 days into this administration yet. But there's, there's plenty to be alarmed about. Uh, there's plenty for the, the people that thought that they were waking up to uh, another sunny or you know, a brand new morning like under Reagan. Uh, plenty of time for those people to come back down to reality. Uh, we are going to face much, much, much tougher times before things get better. Uh, if you have not seen the video on the government shutdown, I suggest you watch it. Uh, there is virtually zero opinion in that, and that is just straight arithmetic. Okay, so we have that angle now as well. And he's a he's an attorney, um, right wing news. He puts out some some good, just seemingly unbiased, straightforward reporting on a lot. So what I'm trying to do is give you a lot of takes on this, coming at this from different angles, but all pointing, you know, kind of in the same direction. So we're getting really the big picture here. And I, this is going to be a very, very sobering wake-up call for a lot of people regarding this because obviously that last report <laughs> um, be very, very hard to look at Trump's decision since he's been in office as innocent regarding who he has surrounded himself with. And now this current, who, I mean, who would, would, would the Rothschilds want war? They're, they're the ones that originally profiteered. War is what made them. The Napoleonic War is the original thing that actually made the Rothschilds the, the, the leading banking family on planet Earth. You can research that. The five sons of Rothschild, the original Rothschild. They lived in a Jewish ghetto and he sent out his five sons into the major cities in Europe to become bankers. And, and essentially they funded both sides of the Napoleonic War. And, and this is where they came to uh, prominence. And this is where they started controlling the banking uh, regarding the major uh, banking for the whole world. This is where they came into power. And they've been there ever since, like from the, I think from the 1700s. So it'd be hard to view Trump as innocent in light of what we just discussed. Um, I, I hate to bring this out, but you know it's becoming more and more obvious as things go by. And, and we're going to even give you more confirmation in the next part. So we're going to end part two here and uh, go to more sobering information in part three next.